One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. everyone welcome to our first behind the glass live of the year we are at the wonderful podium with a whole load of lovely people who you can give yourself a round of applause for being the audience in our first event of the year and and, and, and i've had a chat to quite a lot of quite a lot of everyone and uh, there's quite a few people never been before as well which is really nice it's always nice to see some new faces um you you all seem lovely um there are some of you haven't spoken to you always say well always say that you all seem like such a lovely audience (laughs) trying to win the crowd over tony (laughs) well if i said you all seem like dicks (laughs) i don't think they'd come back so we have to be nice um but yeah thank you so much for for coming along uh for those of you at home watching this thinking oh that looks like fun i wish i'd book tickets well you snooze you lose people we announced these a few weeks ago and they sold out really quick so we are encouraged to do way more next year and make them even bigger and well i'm not sure you can make them better but we'll make them bigger now if you've never listened to a behind the glass live before we usually kickstart these episodes with a rate my ride section um reviewing the cars that people have bought it's my favorite bit it's tony's favorite but he's been talking about it all week i can't wait to see what people bring yeah you're just freaking out well we're going to get to that but I, I heard some news upon arriving today that I was like, well, everything's gone out the window. This whole podcast is going to be dedicated to this topic because we were supposed to both be coming today in our GT3s. No, thought, no, I no. Thought be, no, no, no. I thought that'd be real nice. You know, two cars outside together. People go, oh, look, the lads are here with their GT3s. Text Tony, oh, I'm bringing my car. What a lovely day. It's going to be sunny. I rock up and Tony's in the M3. Yeah. So first I feel a bit insulted. Like, all right, mate, stick to your well, own. My car's better than yours. No. Oh. Then I'm like, well, where's the GT3? And what do you say? It's broken. It's broken. Yeah, it's broken. Which means the two of us have had brand new 911 GT3s that have not just broken, but... I think fairly catastrophically broken within a very short period of time. Please explain to people what has happened to your car. Well, firstly, oh there was no contract negotiations about me even bringing my car. You texted me and said, I'm bringing my car. And I went, all oh, right, okay, no problem. I know you was like hinting for me to bring mine, but I wouldn't bring mine anyway, even if it was if, broken. What if I got somebody to pay for the trailer for it to come? Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there wasn't a cost to you, you would have considered it. I have no it. interest in driving my car here. No Why interest. Why not? It would be so lovely for everyone to see your car. What? It's a horrible spec. They would have gone, Sam specs much better. He's made the better choice. What a cool guy. I don't think they would have, but <laughs> okay, no problem. Anyway, I didn't bring it because it's broken. So what happened? 
The suspension. I mean, if you say the suspension of my GT3 is broken, that sounds really bad. Well, I mean, it is really bad, mate. I mean, it's not like broken as in snapped, it's leaking. It's a real shock. Sure, the drive shaft. No, no, no. Well, those fine. go wrong as well, apparently. They're fine. So uh, I put some new pads in it. Right. And brake pads. Porsche brake pads. Official Porsche brake OEM. Pads. Why we were changing them, uh, we was looking underneath the car, and uh, there's some weeping in one of the shocks. Well, that's not right. <laughs> I mean, that's that should be saying I'm 4,000 miles. It mm-hmm. should be completely dry. So uh, the mechanic said, yeah, you need to get it in, as in... You know, it's just going to book get it worse. in permanently. Book it in. So took three weeks to book it in as well. Um, Which are uh, you going to name and shame your dealer? No, no, it's okay. not the it's not the de- it's not the dealer, mate. The, the, the three weeks is a bit of a dealer, isn't it? Yeah, well, the, it, it was long. They were quoting like the end of October. Bloody hell! Originally, yeah, yeah. So they they good to it's not the dealer. Okay, um, but it's there now, and the reason why um, it's urgent that we get it fixed because obviously we. We're We've got a road trip coming up. We're yeah. taking the two cars into Austria. Well, having said that, you might have turned up on the M3 again just to be like, you know, well, just, I've paid enough for me to bring the just GT3. Just to annoy you. Yeah, I'll yeah. send an invoice <laughs> if I'm on that car. But I mean, when my issue happened on my car, obviously I was gutted at the time. And then I put the video out and I was like, oh, you know, these things happen and, you know, it'll be fine. Which they but do. There were some comments people have been like, oh, you guys just spend week in, week out loving Porsche, saying they're such a good product. And now your beloved GT3 is broken down and I've heard of others. And you at the time said, oh mate, it's just a car. Now yours has gone wrong. Is there inherently an issue with 992s or GT3s? Because mate, this is not right. Like if this was McLaren or Aston Martin, you would be foaming at the mouth. No, I wouldn't be. You may, you would be jumping uh, up and down. I told you. The, the, the problem is, is, is obviously I genuinely think that Porsche's quality control has gone a little bit downhill over the last six or seven years because they're making more cars they just make more cars it's not an excuse but it it will be part of a reason it's not an excuse and it's wrong but I've seen so many different um, not just 992s Porsches with problems in Mm. general new Porsches have got problems now it seems strange, and it does seem like it, the tide has changed, because I think, you know, reputationally, we all sort of thought as Porsches as being fairly strong and, and, and well, they reliable. Are. Well, no, but you just said they are. No, they are still strong, but they are... Maybe it's highlighted by more social media and more focus on it. I mean, we're talking about it. So we you think normally Porsches really are broken about. forever, but it's just because of Instagram that we're now aware of it. No, it's not just Instagram. It's just that everything's like, everything's a drama nowadays, and it in general. I mean, it is a drama. Your suspension no, is broken on your brand new GT3. It's not broken. It's My weeping. drive shaft fell off. Yeah, I mean, that's terrible. That is terrible. But <laughs> your drive shaft broke because your car's green, mate. I mean, why would you spec the car in that? That's why it's broken. It's just, uh, I'm not driving around like this. So okay. I'd just rather just I'm, sit on the side I'm of the road. really risking my own ego here. <laughs> Hands up if you prefer my PTS Racing Green Metallic to Tony's Black. Ah, I love you all! Come back! (laughs) 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 Well, anyway, fingers crossed the car's going to be fixed before our road trip because we've got a big, big trip planned. It's going to be very exciting. We've got lots of things going on, including Tony and I being on track at the same time in the same cars which just sounds like a crash, but also quite a good video. Please don't crash into my car. What, in Austria? Yeah, because like, I just know you're going to get so competitive, and then I'm going to get competitive, and then we're both going to break each other's cars. 
I've got a baby. I can't just come back so with a broken arm. She's not a baby anymore. She's grown up. She'll be fine. <laughs> uh, ge ge genuinely, though, mate, uh, like, don't be worried because you are not going to see where I've gone. <laughs> what, do Why not are you laughing? Because <laughs> it's true. I mean, literally. Because you'll be off. You'll be off in a gravel trap. Someone. That's why I won't see where you've gone. You'll, you'll be in a barrier at turn three. You'll see me at turn one, and that's it. I mean, I'll give you a lap head start. If you want to do 10 laps, I'll give you a lap head start. So we're going to the Red Bull Ring. It's part of, uh, what, it's one of Pirelli's P0 experience track days. They do these big track days. They do one at Silverstone in the summer. You'll be breaking um, halfway down the straight, then. You'll go, this is far too fast. <laughs> well, I'll have to be shifting down the gears. When yeah, I'm like, exactly. Oh, God, here we go. I'm um, pile in the 100 metre ball. I don't think we've been on track in separate cars at the same time, apart from, actually, I'm not sure we've ever done that. Mm -mm. So yeah, it's definitely, crash. definitely a crash. Um, anyway, we'll park it there. Hopefully your car will be fixed. Please keep us updated. We'll be talking about it regularly on the podcast. For the audience at home, I'm sure you Porsche haters are loving this and I'm sure the comment section will be on fire with, oh, what a load of crap. Um, and I don't really have any defense, to be honest, uh, of the fact that our cars are broken. Uh, we're just gonna have to suck it up and- Well, they are still the best cars. They, no, just, they just don't work very well. So <laughs> let's move on to the Rate My Ride and see if anyone else has turned up in a dodgy leaking GT3. Uh, so apologies to the audience that you're not going to be able to see these photos, but hopefully you milled around the car park and we'll know some of the cars that we turned up in. In future events, we will make sure that we've... Uh, well, I bought the right cable for the screen. <laughs> so that, that was the reason why? That, I bought the wrong cable. Right. Yeah, yeah didn't, didn't realise. Uh, anyway, we'll start with some Americana. This looks to be a 60s or 70s... Chevy Camaro, a grey car. Who is the owner? Right at the back here, sitting very far away. Could you shout loudly the name and model and make of your car? It's a 1969 Chevy Chevelle. 1969 Chevy Chevelle. Is that good? How big is the engine, sir? Uh, in terms of litres? 57 I thought he said 9.7, which would also have been possible with an American car. And it's 350 horsepower. From a 5.7 V8. That's a hot hatches with more horsepower than that. I was tempted to wave him, but don't answer. <laughs> it's stunning. On a day like today in the sunshine, it looks amazing. Yeah. Is, do you kind of waft in that more well, than you like? You don't go for like, you don't go to the Alps in it, right? No. <laughs> Round bends, just nice and slow. Okay. Best at about 50 or 60. It's beautiful. I mean, Tony, you have to admit, it's a thing to look at. Park like that, it is lovely. Amazing. Feels like we're back in LA. So. Amazing. And it's very different, so thank you for bringing it. We appreciate that a lot. Um, moving on, we have, oh, this is lovely, NA1 NSX. Now, we are latest generation NSX fans, but Not this is- You are. We said we'd buy one if they fell under 100 No, grand. you said we'd buy one. And they one. did, and we backtracked really quickly. No, you said. I'd never said anything. I'll, I'll, you said, yeah, no, I will, yeah. No, <laughs> I didn't. Get the audio up. <laughs> I can't find it right now. Exactly. Uh, who bought the NSX? Right at the back again. Everyone with the cool cars hanging at the back. Um, this is a lovely bit of kit. I, I've been lucky enough to drive a few of these. Super lovely. How, how long have you had it, sir? Uh, just before lockdown. Just before lockdown 2020. That's a really nice car. Did you manage to grab it before it started to go crazy value-wise? I got it for a ridiculous price and I'm never selling it ever, ever. You got ever. it for a ridiculous price and he's when never selling it When you say ridiculous, again. you mean ridiculously high or just ridiculously yeah. low? <laughs> ridiculously low. Because oh, right, they right. did fall to like well under 50 grand at one stage and they're really creeping back up. So I, I think you've got a great car there. It's lovely. It's the kind of car that you could come something like this and we all go, ooh, that's nice. So 
Um, speaking of cars that are steel, though, sorry to steal your thunder slightly, I was talking to a guy the other day who bought a Ferrari 575 for £2,000 because a sheikh in Dubai didn't want to insult him. <laughs> That's a pretty good story, isn't it? Well, he did insult him by selling the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's harsh. Uh, anyway, lovely bit of kit. Thank you very much for bringing it down. Oh, we've got a lovely Fiesta here. Is that an ST? I think that's a Focus, isn't it? Oh, see, I don't know my is that, fast is that a, it, uh C-O-N, grey. No one's claiming. It's probably, this happened last year. Because <laughs> Podium is so popular and they've got the cafe at the front, we had rating people's rides who weren't even at the event. We're like, what a load of crap! He yeah. wasn't even here. He wasn't even here. Somebody, somebody back there. Oh, of course. It's your Fiesta, right? Thank you, Tony. No, Do you know you that. Don't you sell these? No. Oh. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no trash. Lovely. You've got the tow hook in. Is that because you have some unreliability or you're a track monster? No, just for looks. Just for looks. Okay. That's, how do you think about that? Do you think tow hooks in is cool? For show? <laughs> Talking about. In a fiesta. Fucking <laughs> hell. I don't really, I mean, I'm not speaking this very often, I don't really know what to say about that. It's not, is it, an, it's not even ST, is it? It is an ST. Is it? Well, it's got the ST badge. It's not an ST, is it? It's an ST line. <laughs> <laughs> so the tower probably makes it go faster, does it? It's like, it's like the new fashion stripe they used to have, the go faster, have a, have a go faster tow hook now. Oh my God, well... Cool, thank you for bringing it. Sorry for Tony. Uh, oh, now here we go. What the hell is that? Oh, we've got very different reactions. It's a clown shoe. We've got a BMW. Uh, I was confused. This is the Z3M Coupe, right? It's the official name. Who, who's, who's got that? Who's that? Here at the front. Good man. That's a very. Have you seen his artwork? Amazing. I signed you, it. Thank you so much for coming, sir. I still need to sign one of those no, pieces. No, you can't. I signed them all. Oh. <laughs> well, you just devalued all of that. All of that. Um, this is very cool. I had no idea you bought this. I should have asked you earlier. This is, so how long have you had this car? About 10 years. Ago. 10 oh, wow. years. Now, I got very excited because obviously everyone is, knows the clown shoe. It's got this kind of cult following, right? The Z3M. But there was a Z3M Roadster, which basically was the same thing, but just the more traditional Z3. I actually quite like the idea of that for some reason. But that's, the, the, that's the one to have, though. That's the, 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 the bread that's fan. The one to have. Did you put that stupid kit on it? No, it was a G Power's official car when it came out. So, uh, right. G Power done all the tune work for it, and it's been uh, racing against 911 turbos and won quite a Oh, it's been racing against 911 turbos and won. Right. Uh, they are unbelievably cool, and yeah, I think, and the driving pleasure, it's manual gearbox. Brilliant, and yeah. uh, supercharger on it as well. So. Supercharger as well. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a lovely car. Black on black on black, right up your street. Be nice if it was racing green metallic, everyone agrees. But anyway, um, <laughs> thank you for bringing that, and thank you for bringing that beautiful artwork. Do you want to shout out your Instagram or anything? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, check my work out on sabotage.me. Okay, there we go. Thank you. thank you so much. Thank you for coming. Um, oh. Who's bringing that? I mean, that's oh. Larry. Someone's coming. Oh, my God, it's got a tan interior. There's a 992 GT3 Touring. Gentian blue, silver wheels with a tan interior. Put your hands up. Do you want to go and have lunch afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> Let's be best friends. That's unbelievable. That's your car? <gasps> so now explain to me, did you get lucky and order that when you could have coloured interiors? Or is that a special order? Is that an exclusive interior? It is the exclusive place. Was you could just tick it at the time. Because Porsche got really annoying, especially when I was ordering my car. They were like, you can have the black? Or the black. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cheers, guys. Um, that is a beautiful spec. How long have you had the car? About a year. About a year. 
Has anything fallen off it? Have you got a weepy shock? I get a smoky windscreen as well, like sort of constantly dirty. That's another problem we haven't talked about. Do you get a sort of dirty windscreen? No. It all happens to you. You haven't driven your car. Well, I, just, I just have a cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a permanent fellow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Do you live in London? Oh. Just live nearby. It looks like a London car. No, no, no. It just, uh, what? Why do you say that? It looks like a London car. What yeah, do you mean? Yeah, it's just, just uh, uh, Cause you people outside of London spec badly, do they? Yeah. Well, look oh. at you. <laughs> I live in London. Oh, yeah. No, you don't live in Surrey. It's nowhere near London. Uh, manual or PDK? Man, you're proper. Ah, you're a great guy. Do you want to come and do some podcasts with me in the future? <laughs> you're welcome. Do you want to come now? <laughs> yeah, Very nice. Thank you for bringing that. You should be able to come and park next to me next time. Um, uh, oh, and a thumbs up from, from Ben who took that photo. <laughs> okay. Oh, everyone go home. There's a Stradali in the car park. Is, there, is that a real one? Is that... Wait, hold on a sec. Is it right-hand drive? It's right-hand drive, isn't it? I can't afford it. Who bought the Stradali? Who bought the Stradali? And then, oh, yes, I love you, sir. That's wonderful. How long have you had the car? Two years. Two years. It is right-hand drive, right? Yeah. Yes, I can't afford it. But um, that is wonderful. Red with the stripe. Uh, music inside? You've got the speaker? No, he's a proper hero. No music? No, he's the ultimate lightweight example. No radio? No. Don't that, need it. That, got really, the exhaust, makes, that really makes a difference because it's so slow, it can't have a radio in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it shaves a bit of weight, keep up with you. Um, absolutely stunning, thank you so much for bringing that. Did you have Ferraris before? I've got a 355. Got a 355, okay. But my uncle had a Stradale brand new when I was, I was only 15 at the time. I just, ever since then, I just fell in love with like, Ferraris in general. But. Yep. Oh, I was about to finish you off then because you, I'm going to cry after that story. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, as I say, I kind of just want to end rate my ride here because none of you are going to be able to compare. I mean, we've had a beautiful GT3 Touring and a Stradale. I, was there an SLS next to it? Who bought the SLS? Oh, that's a stunning bit of kit. What a great turnout we've had today. So we'll move on for the Stradale because I don't want to bore everyone and we could talk about it for an hour. SLS. Well, well why well don't done. you get a proper photo? I mean, we just, do we have a proper photo? Yeah. Yes, we do. Well there done, you man. go. Um, that's a beautiful car. How long have you had that? A bit more than a year. I just, I've been a big fan of SLSs for a while. I drove one for the first time last year in Australia. It just, it feels special, right? When you're in it, it gives you a sense of old era. And you, I had you, one. You're fans of SLSs. Did you have the coupe on the road still? The coupe. The, the, the gold yeah, yeah. one. When you couldn't give them away. There was a time when yeah, you yeah. literally. Literally. No. Not anymore, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What did you. you what an auction by accident. <laughs> hey, I've got some cars you can have by accident <laughs> if you want. <laughs> we should be friends. That's like a great thing to do. Wow. Yeah, let's go for lunch. He wanted to get an old G-Wagon. You ended up with an SLS. So you bought something worse. <laughs> Was it a physical auction or an online one? Yeah, see, they are dangerous. Has anyone been to a physical car auction before? Put your hands up if you've been... Okay, so it's a small group. You know how terrifying it is because you almost, you're like just watching and then suddenly you're, ha you're like, what the frick? Like, or something comes up and you sort of go, uh, uh, and they go, 1,000 million pounds. <laughs> um, so I can sort of understand how it happened, but also that's a lot of money to accidentally spend. So well done. Yeah. yeah. Very, those are two unbelievably cool cars. I, I would have an SLS. I would happily have an SLS. Well, I wouldn't because I've already had one, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> All right, man, show off. You had about 16 <laughs> pieces, so don't say you don't go back. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, and then this lovely Guyana. This is the 50th anniversary, right? Where's my man? We were talking before. So, Would you I, have known that? Would you have known that if you hadn't spoken to him? I thought the 50th anniversary had wings. Do they not have wings? It does have a wing? Ah, oh, okay. Just, just from the angle, I can't see the wing. It's a low-down angle. Um, I would have known that, actually, because I'm a Guyana fan, Tony. I am. Um, yeah, and... and for me, we were both discussing, we feel like Gallardo's are the kind of bargains of the Ferrari and Porsche. Of that, if you look at three RSs or GT3s from that era, if you look at 430s, whatever, I think Gallardo seemed like a bit of a steal, to be honest, especially the special editions. Because they're crap. They're not crap. They're emotion, they're feeling an other generation. You know, most of Is these- Is it an E-gear or a manual? E-gear. Oh. Uh. C. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. And it's cool. And I just don't want Tony to ruin either of our days more, so let's move on. But thank you for bringing it. Nice engine. Uh, oh! Oh. I don't know much about this. No. It's an it's MG. It's older than me, then. MGB? Red classic MG. No. no. No, but I'm probably not even describing it right. No one? Is Someone? it even at this event? No. No, he's I'm probably gone to the horse racing next door. No one turned up in an old MG. Red one. Is that what it is, Tony? Yeah, looks like it. Right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, someone's like, please, please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. <laughs> if you, you know did bring it, thank you. We just, we, I, like, that's just a, for some reason that whole thing. Didn't Adam C have, an, have no that idea. car? No idea. Okay. Do you know, I wonder if someone's done that before, when, especially here, when we become a really cool car's been shouted out. No one's put their own out. No one's put their own out. We keep saying this car, and then someone goes, yeah, it's actually mine, and it's not theirs. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd do. We had it in a previous event. I spoke to someone who said, please, I don't want my car as part of Rate My Ride. I'll tell you what it is, but please don't put it in. And we called him out and ruined his day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you don't want to be part of Rate My Ride, just come on the bus. Um, uh, there's a clear, a blue clear that's been included, uh, ending B-L-E. Blue no. clear. At the back there, is this a... Should we know what this is? It's 172, no? 182. 182. It's not a trophy or a, it's in a cup. It's just a beautiful clear. Yeah. Clearly, Ben dislikes Clio's. It's a very nice car. Uh, we have a history with old Clio's. Nice little car, yeah. Nice little car, good fun. Yeah. I think we often say that the death of RS, I'm, it's not an RS model, but the death of Renault Sport, in terms of things, is, is a real shame. We've mm. lost all those Clio RS's, Megan RS's, with Alpine coming along trying to steal that thunder. You know, the little Clio, this doesn't really exist anymore, the little Clio, does it? Yeah. Are, they, are they all electric, the new Clio's? I think they are all electric no. now, aren't they? I used to call them momentum cars because as soon as you lost momentum, that's it. They couldn't pull skin off a rice pudding. <laughs> is that is that true? Yeah. Coming out roundabouts, you're like, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Unless you're at six thousand revs, forget about it. Five grand and above, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, very pretty. Oh, someone's coming in F-type with the stripe, with a Project Seven stripe, and no front plate. <laughs> is that allowed? Uh, it, let's say it fell off on the way here. Who owns the? It fell off on the way here, right? It did, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. did, yeah. No worries. You can install that yeah, afterwards, the, mate. The rivets just yeah, no problem at all. Uh, <laughs> beautiful spec. That's an R? Yeah. It's a VAR. Beautiful. What inspired the decal across the front of the bonnet? Seen through glass. What inspired the <laughs> decal? <laughs> Seen through glass. Yeah, no, it's good, that decal. Uh, I oh. think everyone, everyone that's ever bought an F-Type is because of you. I mean, I wish that were true, mate. That would be a great stat. But That's how many silly people there are in this country. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I'm going to wax lyrical about the car. Stunning colour, by the way. That's a paint colour? Yeah, I'll probably have signed on the seat for main delay. I wouldn't do that if I was you. No, you know. Getting out. It went back a week later. Did it? Did. Yeah. 
so you, you want going on that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I do actually like F-Tops. I think they're great. But what was the sight unseen from a main dealer? That's what you were having to go. Yeah, I did a job properly today. You're more than welcome to buy a car from me unseen because I do the job properly. So I just say, everyone. <laughs> to stir the pot. Can I just, I'll let you all in on something. Weekly, we get abuse, like death threats from main dealers because of what Tony talks about on this podcast. <laughs> let me tell you how this works. And they're all sitting there like, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you the real truth. So we're literally going to get eggs thrown at your dealership again by um, someone. Uh, so uh, coming on, we've got a Mazda... 323? No. Ma- what is that? It's a, ma- a white Mazda VRF. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mazda 3 MPS. 3 MPS. Yeah, that's the fast one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there's ever a fast Mazda, but yeah. Yeah. I'm really sorry, I don't know anything about that car. Are you joking? I have no clue. It's like 200 horsepower, so, isn't it? Over 260. Yeah. 2.3 turbo, front wheel drive. There you go. It's a rocket ship. Well, he knows everything. That's amazing. Well, I hope he does his car. <laughs> uh, what was that based on something? Is that, uh, the a Mazda? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a shared platform with anything. It's not a golf underneath or anything. A golf? I don't know. I think it's like shares a chassis with a focus FT, I think. Okay. I'm sorry, I literally, that's the, who really? else knows, am I the only one who doesn't know about a Mazda 3 MPS? Put your hands up if you know how to that car. Yeah, I'm the yeah, only one, no. cool. If Pro- you are a real I promise petrol, I have a petrol. <laughs> real petrol heads know about them. Those, those who drive manuals. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, someone's coming, a lovely V8 Vantage. Beautiful spec, V8 WND, beautiful blue car. That's you, sir, brilliant. Manual car or sport shift? Manual love. So I'm very excited. Sorry to completely steal your thunder. I'm driving the Challenge of the Road, the CTR. Does anyone know about that? You, you'll know about that, yeah. <laughs> He's all, yeah, I'm all over it. Um, this is kind of a resto mod for that generation Vantage. So they've taken that V8 Vantage platform and just improved every area that they think they could. That with, wouldn't be odd. Well, <laughs> good point. Um, and they claim it's as close to a GT3 as you could get that car. I mean, wow. I, that feels like a big, I'm going to find out this week, I'm boring, I can't wait to have a go because I love the look of that car. And it still feels special when you get in it right and give you a sense of occasion. And do most people assume that's like a 150 grand car? Yeah. If you're not a true petrol head who knows what a 3 MPS is, um, you just think that that's a brand new Aston. Yeah, because they've not changed. They all look the same. Good or bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan. Costly to run? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> have, you done, have you done a clutch yet? Uh, yeah, I've got the 20 point in there. Oh, fair. Okay. Fair. And we must be moving towards. Oh, someone coming to Tommy Mackinac Edition Evo. That's pretty cool. Who's that? Tommy Mackinac Edition Evo. Or is it just an Evo? <laughs> <laughs> it's not you, mate. Oh. <laughs> Are they at this event? If you've come in any Evo, Wow, okay, well, let's go to the cafe afterwards and <laughs> yeah. chat to whoever's bought that. That's a very cool car. Um, now, uh, is John still here? There's, uh, he's really hiding at the back. He's, that, o- he's, he's hung over. He's <laughs> don't, don't call him here. Uh, here he is, look. He, he's bought the LT Spider. If you want to see one of the best specced 675 LT Spiders in the world. Is that your car, John? Yeah. Oh, I thought you had Clear, a bit of sense. blue car. Bit of sense. We keep talking about that. That's a great investment. That's the only McLaren we'd have. I don't like him anymore. Wait, is that why you bought it? Because you listen to us. Don't do that. No, no. no. <laughs> He's clever enough to buy cars without listening to us. Thank God for going that. the opposite of what we said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what, why have you gone off them? No, I don't like him anymore. Don't be stupid. Why? I'm fed up with McLaren. Oh, <laughs> bore off. 
For what reason? We keep saying that's the one to have. Keep breaking. What? Which ones? All of them. What is the example? Why have you had a situation where you've gone, oh, yeah, they are crap? There's a man here with a 570S. Where? He's had it for six months. He says, absolutely perfect. He did 2,000 miles around Europe. He says, it's wonderful. Brilliant. Why do you hate them? Why is oh, it? Yeah, better than a GT3. Fair play, well said, yeah. No, my one was, my one was still, even if it's, bro- I'm bringing it, if it's still broken. Well, same with the McLaren. If it's broken, you fix it, off you go. Yeah. Yes, see? <laughs> Come and sit up here with us. There we go. Well done. Thirty-eight percent of your ownership is in the dealer. 38% 38% well? in the dealer. <laughs> I think if you have a negative McLaren experience, it does burn you to the core and for life. And obviously when I had my 540C experience, which I guess I didn't document clearly enough or well enough for people, I felt very bad. We were very negative about McLaren for ages. But you have to admit, if the car had worked... It's a fantastic product. The, the problem is the if, right? I always say it's, it's probably one of the best driving cars that, that I've ever driven. Understand. The, the problem is, you broke a lot, and then I lost 100 grand. Yes, okay, so you lost 100 grand out of the It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. John, is your one all right? He's had two 675s, not a problem. In- no issues. Perfect. And they're both worth 300 grand more than he paid. Yeah, no, yeah. they're not. <laughs> um, I, I am sorry. I, you might be going off them, and it's such a boring topic if you are. I'm fully back on. I've drunk all the Kool-Aid. I'm in the McLaren gang again. Well, I, I mean, like I've always said, if I was going to buy a McLaren, it would be a 675. But, but I, wouldn't, I wouldn't buy one. But if I was going to buy a McLaren, and someone had a gun to my head, it would be the 675. Um, I'll be interested to see what you think about the Artura. I'll be interested in what you think about that. I'm, go- I'm going to have a go now. Yeah, because we've arranged that in Austria. So. Yeah. That's a f- huge crash, that is. Oh, someone bought an STO. Oh. Someone bought an STO to this event? Did they? No, they're in the cafe, aren't they? <laughs> is someone coming in an STO? Put your hands up if you're coming in an STO. No. Oh, see, podiums just too cool with the cars outside. Yeah. We should, we should give them free tickets next time. Let's put a flyer on people's windows. Anyway, someone's in the car park with a very nice STO. Uh, beautiful S3, grey... Oh, no, RS3, sorry. Beautiful grey RS3. Kind of like a sleeper-spec RS3. Yep, here. Oh, of course, we were having a little chat about this. Uh, beautiful car. That's kind of an under-the-radar car. Yeah, like a bit more of a yeah. gentleman spec, spec with the chrome. No one ever has chrome yeah, on their RS3. Like yeah, it's like Everyone does the black packs. Um, and that's the saloon? Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those. You still a fan of those? Yeah. Good. Uh, thank you for bringing it. Lovely. N- nice to see one that's got chrome on it. And what is that? Oh, it's a Scooby. It's an Impreza. Yeah, who's got white Impreza? Is this the Welsh, Welsh Impreza? At the back there, lovely. So, can, do you mind me revealing? What? It broke down on the way here, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah. Did it really? Yeah, apparently a regular issue, but, but easy to fix. And What's the matter with it? It still made it. Uh, fuel. Lack of fuel. Lack of fuel. Well, put some in then. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to need to... Yeah, you, don't, you do have to put fuel... You know, it's not... <laughs> It doesn't work with no petrol. <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before in the course. It's my favourite quote is that TV show. I'm sure I've said this before. <laughs> no, and the guy's like, uh, uh, I think it was called Education or College or something like that. And his car breaks down and he calls his dad and they said, did you put any oil in it? He went, they put oil in it at the factory, dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that is very cool. I'm glad you made it and thank you for bringing it. I had a fast one of them when I was a kid. Did you? Them Scoobies, flipping hell, yeah. We used to go to uh, Santa Pod. Oh, wow. Um, my mate had an R33 Skyline. Okay. 
And uh, we That'll used be to worth a few bit quid. Yeah, now, he used to do Court Wamal in twelve point four, and I used to do it in twelve eight in my old Scooby. Wow! And this was—I mean, this was when I was a kid, twenty yeah. odd years ago. Were you allowed to be there? Or did you break in like? Cut no, the no, chain no it was like, Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no. But I'm saying, did you cut the chains or did you? No, no, no. We, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the clocks were on. Okay. <laughs> there's people sitting on the bank and everything. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, amazing. Uh, oh, there's a four. Uh, is there a four RS owner here? <laughs> Yeah, we've got to start getting the cooler car owners to come to our event. No offence, guys, we've loved everything else. There's a 4RS in the car park, his front plate's also fallen off. I've gone off them now, them 4RSs. Have I ever been into them? Uh, probably not. No, but well. the Boxster Spider, or sorry, the Spider RS, that's a vibe. Yeah. 4RSs though. Starting Are they cooling off? Yeah, yeah, long yeah. time ago, yeah. They're, um, they're starting to see a lot of them around now, for a rare car, apparently. There's a lot of them around. Yeah, yeah. Like well, starting to see go. a lot of track One's days here, and it's stuff. Not even at our event. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're going to finish thing off, things off with I just think one of the quirkiest and coolest things that we've had at any of our events. So it's a 1995 Jeep. Where's my man gone? Which is Jurassic Park. Here is was that made up like that before you bought it? Did you do it? Like, what's the story? Because this is a Jurassic Park Jeep Wrangler. It was a mint black bottom when I bought it in 2020, and I've progressively ruined it. <laughs> yeah. I like the way you got ahead of Tony there. I was um, say, it looks like as old as a dinosaur. Well, it, 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 it does, but I like that. I like 90s American Jeeps and trucks, like the old F-150s that were in like Fast and Furious and stuff like that. Like, that's my thing. And this is just cool and it's different and it looks like a movie prop. And what I love is that you are looking to add or replace it with add, add a Hummer H1. Oh. Yeah, he's a lunatic, this guy. <laughs> Has that got a petrol or diesel engine it's in petrol. it? petrol. Right. Yeah. It's, it's awful to drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hold on a minute. You're the Newcastle man. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. didn't drive that down. With from the roof off, Tony. He drove from Newcastle with the roof off yes, in the is. Jurassic Park 1995 Jeep. <laughs> and you're still married? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is just commitment. I, I, can we all give that a round of applause? Because that is actually very... Oh, he's done well. He's done very well, though. I think... We should start giving prizes, shouldn't we? I think that would win car of the car park for today, for sure. Oh, we should pay for a train ticket for his wife home. <laughs> That's a good show. Uh, well, thank you so much. I'm sorry if we missed your cars. I'll say after this, we'll be coming out to, to check out and you can, you can bore Tony with uh, why your car's so special um, and regretfully that we didn't include it. Uh, but we want to move on because we've got a few things to chat about before we get into any kind of Q&As. Uh, one car that has launched recently that we didn't discuss that I want to is the new AMG GT. Yeah. Because that kind of launched a few weeks ago. Uh, we didn't have a chance to talk about it, but it's... Well, the prior model is one of your favourites. I mean, you, you had various GTRs, GTR Pros, well, etc. Yeah. Um, they've come up with an all-new version, which is very different. Mm. So, top-line things, they've gone all-wheel drive instead of rear-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. It's two-ton, basically. It's super heavy. But two old, plus two. Yeah. And but, quite a significant step up in power. Yeah. I mean... Why do I feel like you're about to defend it? No, I'm not defending it. It's just that... Yeah, they have gone uh, formatic or all-wheel drive, but I bet you can do what you can do with all these modern cars now and throw all the power to the back and turn it all off. And so it does become a rear-wheel drive car. My M3 is the same. It's exactly the same. So um, the only problem is with that system is the weight as well because you've still got the weight at the front of the car. So it's a heavy bugger. It's a heavy car. Mm. It feels like they've gone, okay, we did this whole two-seat sports car thing we think we could have done better if we'd actually just built a 911 turbo rival. Because that's basically what they've done. The that's price exactly is done. bang on, yeah. two plus two, 
yeah, all-wheel drive, formatic, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Like, I mean, it's it's heavy. It's sort of SL platform essentially. So it's yeah, become it's more yeah. of a. Lo- Actually, it's Bentley Continental, isn't it? More so than 911 because I, I can't believe it'll be dynamic enough. How much does a Turbo S weigh? 1750 yeah, yeah, something like that. 1700. So yeah. it's quite a chunk heavier mm. with maybe slightly softer. I guess they've done a they've done a 55 and a 63. So there's probably going to be an R coming as well, isn't there, or something? As well, we should probably hold our reservations for weight because there's a new turbo coming, which is probably going to have a hybrid system mm. in it, which probably will be the same weight as that Merc. Fair. Maybe they're generationally, they're kind yeah, of... Yeah, they're just a little bit out of sync because they always are. You can never, ever compare eggs for eggs in some of these cars in the way that... Because they always come out at different times and they have different... Um, you know, technology waves, essentially. So, yeah, you can never, ever pair, compare eggs with eggs. It's a, it's a weird one because all new cars are getting heavier, right? All new cars are getting more accessible or dialing back. Like, we see it across the board. And I don't necessarily think it's the worst thing. So, new M2, obviously, I just drove. You had a brief go in. There's a man here with a new M2. Uh, they go right in the middle there. And we were having the chat, you know, it, it is closer to the M4 because... It's become kind of more accessible, more usable, sort of a more solid package, which then detracts from it being this kind of like sports car. But then, like with the M3, same thing. And and you like that, you know, it gives Mm. you everything. You're getting more cars in one. So if the whole world is moving in that direction, I don't think we can sit here and go, oh my God, Merck, I've just ruined that car because everyone's doing the same thing. Mm. And I bet it's good. But it does feel like Mercedes are making some strange choices with their AMGs. The C63 seems to be dead in the water. Has anyone seen a new 63, C63 anywhere? No. No. I mean, does that car even really exist with that weird little new engine? Apparently not. There was all those rumours of them bringing the V8 back. Mm. They're now making a very heavy AMG GT. I don't really know what else is going on. You've got a lot of electric AMG products. It just feels a bit muddy. But they're all doing it, like you said. Yeah, like, and I bet it's good. What well, yeah. I'm trying to get round to is, a, however, I bet that AMG GT will be good. Of course, because they're all they're always always good. All cars, like we, you know, how many times we said that no one makes a bad car now. And when you look, when you, I was thinking about this the other day actually. When you look back down generations of cars. I know the marketing departments always make this big thing of, oh, this car's faster than the previous car. But it's like half a car limp. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. From court of Amar, I mean, it's, you know, it's half a second. It's not worth talking about, but what they always do is that they always make them safer. They're making them safer, they're making them heavier. So they've got to have more power for that reason. So you can't be... What manufacturer launches a car now, and because of the, the marketing, and it has to be faster, even if it's half a second, it's got to be faster. If they become heavier, they've got, they've got to make more power. Whereas most of our petrol heads, we would rather make them light and less power. That's why we like GT cars, and people like Lotuses, and um, you know the Alpine, and stuff like that, because they're... They've not got loads of power, but they're really light. And if you driver engaged, that's what you want. You're not going to get that with that Merc. It's not going to be driver engaged. And, and the world has proven that actually we are a tiny percentage of the market. Of course. actually people don't really want super lights because no one buys Alpines and Lotus. Look at Lotus. They've had to go and buy and build an Electra mm. and they've had to make the Amira heavier. And, you know, because... Whilst we can all sit here and we're purists and we love it, and we do, we want things lighter and we would love a new Dino Ferrari at 130 grand, you know, but actually most people want comfort, tech, usability, a big boot, yeah. the fact that they can dial it back and dial it up, and, and that's the way the world has, has gone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't quite know how to read it, and I think we're going to have to hold out and see. I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure it's not bad, but it... I think it makes the old gen suddenly look even more attractive than it did because they are great cars. That old gen GTR, yeah, GTR yeah, for Pro, the money as well. Even yeah. the Black Series, which you love, yeah. Um, hands up if you dislike that new MG GT. If you feel disappointed by that new MG GT, and hands up if you're indifferent as and in you don't really care. Basically, most people don't care. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get that. Well, let's move on to two cars, other cars that people might not care about. Um, Tesla. Tesla have released the updated Model 3. Now, they we have, yeah. don't often talk about Tesla on this podcast, but we're actually kind of both like, fair, fair play with this. So, yeah. sharpened up the looks, supposedly improved interior quality, but big standout feature, the Larry one, 420-odd mile range. Yeah. And obviously, Tesla have always been kind of at the forefront with mm. their battery tech and things like that. That, that feels pretty decent. I mean, I don't know what real world that would be. Does anyone here own a Tesla? One, two. So you, compared to your official estimated range, how close do you get to that? So if you're 320 or 360 on Auto Trader, what are you actually getting in terms of range? About 90%. About 90% of what they tell you. And yeah. Well, if you accelerate uphill, it goes. But if you're going downhill, you're fine. Uh, 80%. 80%, yeah. yeah. It's always 40 or 50 miles normally, whatever, whatever they say. 40, 40 miles below. Not, not 40 or 50 miles off, and that's roughly where you are. But even if you're at 380-odd miles, 375 miles, mm. you know, range, that feels usable suddenly. I mean, I'm talking, I don't think any of us in this room are like going, I can't wait to get a Tesla, but more and more of us, I guess, are using, getting Teslas or electric cars as, as dailies or as mm. family cars or whatever. And when you start to hear about ones that can achieve that kind of range, it feels just a little bit more... Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and, and as well, they have improved quality, which they were always Supposedly. going... Supposedly. 
Well, that's what yeah. they claim. Let's yeah. wait and see until it turns up, right? Well, I, I actually, unlike you, apparently, I've actually done a little bit of research and I actually looked as uh, in I watched. Have the you video. been in it? No, no, no. So well, you've just done what I've done and drunk the Kool Aid. Tell you, God, we've improved. Did you watch the video gone. then? I, I read three reviews. Oh, three well, I reviews. watched the video. Which one? The Tesla video? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise. You definitely know more than me then. We have improved interior quality. Tick. Yeah, but it, yeah. It, like, even it looks like it. It looks like... No, I agree. It, it, it's better and in quality. And I just quality. said it, but, yeah. but, but we've drunk the Kool-Aid. Though, we have, yeah. Which you give... Yeah, they've nicknamed me... What, what, what am I in Paul's phone these days? I don't know. He Something about it. drinking the Kool-Aid. Because apparently yeah, every yeah. press launch I go on... Brainwashed. Brainwashed, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm Brian. I'm Brian in, in Brian yeah. the Brainwashed in Paul's yeah. phone because apparently every press launch I go on... <laughs> That's true, though. They give them and they go, well, this car is 50 kilos lighter. He and loves go, it. Guys, it's lighter. Lats it up, he does, I every do. time. Well, <laughs> these new Teslas are really well built. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's something intriguing. I think where they are also clever, apparently not really a price increase. They're going to be a £1,000 mm. or £2,000 more than the old model. So I think it's quite a clever move by them. Let's see if they start. They're still selling left-hand drive only right, on, in this no country, idea, which yeah. is a mad move, but... That's a good step. And then the other one, which is interesting, I think is the new electric mini. Anyone have a chance to check out that yet? Absolutely no one. Wrong crowd. Okay. That'd be a few quid though, that car. That'd no, be a lot of money. 30 odd grand. Plus. The, th th no, but the top spec one's like 36. Right. And the new Countryman, the top one is like 43 or something like that. Right. Uh, they're still small cars, but they've got loads of like crazy features. They've gone like, we're wacky. Yeah. So they've got like a circular display in the middle where you can like upload your face and you can change, you can choose between three different tail light designs. Yeah. So on the app, you know, I want this tail light because I'm unique, you know? Like, yeah. So they've gone for the real like personalization vibe, but I, I like the look of them at the Countryman. It's kind of wacky looking, but I do enjoy it. Um, I, I don't know. I think fundamentally the cheaper electric cars get, the quirky they become, so they have some personality. The better, and range, and yeah, yeah, the the, the range is is you know yeah. those, those are the critical criteria. So, I don't know two two electric cars that I'm excited by, but clearly no one else in this room is. So let's move on. Yeah, uh, absolutely, no one really engaged with that at all. So yeah. it's a waste of three minutes of our lives. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move on and do a bit of a, a Q and A session. So I'm bringing in the wireless microphone. Uh, uh -oh. Treat this with respect, people. Um, but feel free to absolutely berate Tony. Um, I was going to hand it to you just so that you can pass it around the room, if that's okay. Have a question, you may ask it, but um, uh, please put your hands up. We want uh, as many as possible. Don't be shy. No question is a bad question. We'll come right at the front here, so you can pass that over and uh, into the microphone, please, sir. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you on here, so that's what's okay. Good. So, um, Tony, specifically, if you were in the market for a pista right now, given mm. what's happening in the market and that cars aren't really moving. I've noticed that they've been cutting the prices down a little bit. Mm. Would you say that it would make sense to wait two or three months for really the, the later part of winter and that there's a little bit more to go? Or would you say it doesn't really make a difference? Go get one, you know. But this, th th that's the supercar market in general now. It, it, every single year is the same. It falls off this time of year because the demand goes. That's what everything's all about. It's all about supply and demand. So... Um, yeah, if you can wait, then they, they will be naturally cheaper December, January, and then they'll firm back up again because the demand comes back. It's March, April, and then, you know, the supercar market is a five, six months window, tops. Will there be less cars available, though, December, January time? Because if you're looking to sell a piece, you're probably thinking, oh, not, it's not the right time of year to sell. I'll wait and sell it in the spring. It, it's, it, again, the supercar market is always a very... 
uh, like muffled up market because there's so many cars on the market that are sale or return cars, consignment cars. They're not actually owned by the dealers. So when you, when you think, oh, that car's sold, that car's sold, that car's gone, they've just been given back to the customers and then they go back on in the new year when the market strength Like Schmee's STO. Like, like, yeah, probably. I mean, Had that back a few times, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> love you, Tim. Yeah. Love you, Tim. But, but yeah. The, if anyone wants to buy it, he's probably going to still sell it. So uh, I just feel like I've done that then, slagged him off. But yeah, anyway, yeah. unless, unless they, you know, unless the dealer really wants to come out of them, they'll just, they'll just hold them until next year. Because there's a bunch of them that have been sat there for like six months now. They're too expensive then. Yeah, so so the prices you think there's still maybe a little bit more to go. Uh, yeah, but there's, that's not just Ferraris. That's all cars. I mean, okay. our cars that we own, they've, they've come off, and they're going to come off even more. You could go to an auction and buy a laugh by mistake. No, yeah. Another question. Uh, hands up. We'll pass the microphone back. Sorry. Uh, if everyone can, everyone can help out, please, to, so that our man doesn't have to walk all the way through the room. Just yeah, perfect. Thank you, Ben. Um, um, you touched on resto mods before. If there was one car that you could resto mod, what would it be? Oh, that's a this is to either of you. Marvelous question. He's got an amazing haircut. Yeah. By <laughs> <way>. <laughs> it's not your first time at a show, so thank you for coming back. Um, God, one car we could resto mod. Bloody hell. Well, I've always said I actually wanted to build an F-Type GT3. So that's not a resto mod, but I always thought, you know, an actual track-focused, slightly lighter F-Type would be a vibe. Um, that'd be really lighter. I wouldn't resto mod many Ferraris, because I think that's, like, they're of a vibe. Because that's the other thing, like, if you take a Singer, right, how, how Porsche is it still? Apart from the looks, it's a completely different mm. thing. So there's levels you can go to. What car could be made better? Tony, have you got any ideas? No. None at all. I'm not, I just, that's not no, but no, no. Uh, pagoda. You'd have a resto mod pagoda. What, one if that I told you, yeah, one that works with modern brakes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I, I, I think there's something quite cool in that being not very good. Yeah. As in, you know, it is horrible and floaty, and you just cruise around in that car. What, so you know. I actually think the real niche at the moment is is modern classic resto mods, so like that CTR Vantage, because Tony's got a very good point. I think. Actually, 60s and 70 car, 60s and 70s cars are special because they're from the 60s and 70s. They give you an experience yeah. that you don't get from anything else. You yeah. want to go into a roundabout and be like, oh my God, the brakes don't work. Um, but there are a whole load of cars from the late 90s, early noughties with dodgy early automatic gearboxes or uh, suspension technology or whatever that has moved forward or could be improved by manual conversions or changing the shocks or whatever it might be. Um, I know somebody's trying to do a manual conversion on an Alpha 8C at the moment. That's a really interesting concept, I think, because that's a beautiful car, really interesting car, held back kind of by its gearbox. So I would actually look, look at, yeah, those kind of more modern classics and how you could slightly improve those rather than going and doing a alphaholics type thing per person or a v10 m5 making that better well there you go that'd be a mega car mega car yeah. reliable and yeah. you know. great question though thank you very much uh next uh back down at the front so if, if everyone could just pass the mic between themselves please yeah just do a bit of a there we go yeah perfect okie kokey there we go um, so I've been looking at various different hybrids for a daily car swapping um, because I don't want to go full electric because of various reasons. But it seems to me that most hybrids now are sort of 25, 30 miles of electric and then the rest is all petrol, um, which is only like a sort of 10% to 90% switch. 
you think if we saw more hybrids with a more 30-60 or 30-40, whatever, higher percentage of EV use, so you get 75 to 100 miles and then 150, 200 miles of petrol might pick up more? But that's coming, by but, the way. But can I ask, is that not an engineering thing? Like, surely there's a sort of reason, weight, or there, there must be a reason why we haven't seen big batteries and combustion engine and also using combustion engine to generate or, or power yeah. batteries. Like, because you're right, I, I agree, that's the dream, right? Is a little yeah. two-litre, four-cylinder, or even smaller, whatever, one of those Fiat's, the 0.9-litre, mm. whatever, yeah. with a battery pack, you're like, well, there you go, done. But we haven't seen it. I think the range of a Sport is pretty good at 60-odd miles, quoted range. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, we just described the new 63, which Quite hasn't possibly, made it to yeah. the market. So, yeah. the, the, and, and that's the rumour, right, is that that new 63 just doesn't work. They can't deliver the product. The idea is great. The premise is cool. But actually, in real life, it doesn't. So there must be a reason why we're not seeing it. But you think that is still the I, future? I, yeah, I think they're holding it back. Like, you know, they never these manufacturers, they never all their cards on the table at once, do they? Because how do they make the next model better and the next model better and the next model better? So there's always, always small increments when they upgrade these cars, you see. So it will come, but it's going to be slowly, slowly, slowly. Because if they say, right, we can have, you know, 60-40 or 50-50, it's like they've, you know. What's the next-gen Formula One formula at the minute? Who's a big enough F1 nerd? Because isn't well, that yeah. what the 20... No, but uh, they keep changing the regulations. I, I think 2026 is a very big hybrid component with a smaller engine. I'm pretty sure. Half, is it? It's half-half. It's half, half. About half-half. Yeah. And, you know, Formula One tech does tend to um, trickle its way down, or at least... Yeah. Um, it, uh, what am I saying? Um, yeah, it, yeah, it does trickle its way down, yeah. yeah. Um, but so that could be a direction that we're... The, the other thing as well that we all have to be mindful of as punters is that the manufacturers whatever we're seeing now they're five years in front of us mate oh yeah if not they're 10 if yeah. not 10 they're miles mm. in front and actually I was speaking to a guy the other day who designs um, chassis for Range Rovers it's, what he's, it's his job and he said he's all, already working on the started working not, not the next model the model after mm. that's how far ahead yeah. they are yeah. so the tech's there sure. they just haven't released it to the market yet yeah maybe yeah good point nice question there. thank you uh, next hands up please oh right next door there you go that's convenient so the so the, the 992 GT3 RS or oh the, we had to translate for or the understand what you're AMG saying. GT Black Series hold on a sec Tony has just absolutely ruined somebody with a Northern accent for no reason no, it's, it's not, not even that thick no he didn't even let him finish his question. You were just berating the I guy. I didn't understand what he said. Well, I understood him perfectly. GT3 RS or? So the, yeah, 992 GT3 RS or the GT Black Series. Your dreams back, which one would you go with? Oh, oh my God. Well, the, neither of us have driven the new 992 GT3 RS, which no. I would put... Tony, you haven't driven the Black Series yet, right? No. We're working on that. Um, I traditionally find Porsche RS products a bit too much for me. Like, I don't need that kind of level of apex speed. Um, Tony does. I need the, more. The, you need more. Uh, the GT Black Series is incredible because it can still be a GT. That's what really impressed me about that car. Um, and I really enjoyed it on the road way more than I thought I was going to. 
I think, I think Black Series, even though I'm a Porsche guy. But if you had a gun to my head, I'd, I'd probably go Black Series because I think I would use it more. Having said that, I just spoke to somebody at the Porsche launch, the Spider RS launch, who'd spent a week with the 3RS in the UK, said he was blown away by how road compliant it was. If you dial back all those things on the steering wheel that no one knows what they do, uh, you can actually make it, he said, as a journalist, more road compliant than a GT3 in this country. Uh, do you own a GT3, sir? Um, so I, I, you know, having, it's always hard when you spend a week or a few days with a car, but he thought it was softer. So that would be interesting, but mm. it's got no boot. So it's got no nothing. It's got nothing. No. Yeah. So uh, having neither driven neither, which way are you leaning? <laughs> I've got a soft spot for Black Series at the minute. I mean, it's it's literally like the next car that I want. Yeah. So, obviously, being a big Porsche fan, if I didn't have the soft spot, I would say GT3 RS, but I'm going to go Black Series literally because I've just got a bit of a soft spot. I really hope I'm not disappointed when I go drive that car. I'll be fuming if it's a piece of shit. I think you won't be, but I don't think you'll get the opportunity to drive it how you want. We're trying to arrange for Tony to, to have a go in one properly, but I just don't think you'll be able to do what you want to do to really know. Yeah, if it's someone else's car as well, yeah. I'd be respectful. Well, that's why we're trying to get Mercedes' own car, so you yeah. can just, just thrash flat it. out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, hands up, uh, further questions. Let's come down here to the front. It's easier if everyone could just pass the mic across. Thank you so much. Pass the parcel. We need some lift music, elevator music for these moments. Please. Yeah, Sam, um, the launch of the new Alfa Romeo Stradale. The Tipo uh, 33. Yeah, what's your thoughts? Do you think it'll actually come to market? Or? Yes, so so uh, this is the car that is um, celebrating the iconic, I guess, Tipo 33 Alfa. I have a friend who's got the car coming, who's ordered the car. Uh, so back at the start of the year, called me up, said, what do you think of the Maserati MC20? And I went, ooh, <laughs> flipping out. Not, not great. Uh, and I said, why? Are you thinking of buying one? He went, no, Alpha have called. They're doing this celebratory car. It's based on an MC20. I said, I'm sure it will look beautiful. Don't drive it. I mean, saying don't drive it is super harsh. We, we did a podcast special driving that MC20. It's obviously a good car. It's not a great car, we don't think. The I don't looks, even think it's a good car. That's harsh. The looks of it, don't live up to the driving experience of that new Alpha thing. I think it's stunning. They're all sold. They will be delivered 100% as a thing to have in the garage and take out to the odd car meet. What a vibe. But I would have liked them to have seen it based more. I think they have said it's the Julia GTA engine, but, uh, but MC20 platform, Julia GTA engine. I don't know. I, I wanted more. Am I being unrealistic? I just, I, I wanted something a bit... What well, did you want? A V8 in it? I don't know what I would have wanted in it. They haven't really got anything in the lineup that they could have put in, but I, the minute I heard MC20, I was like... <laughs> but it's stunning, and they are coming, and there's 33 of them. I think they're doing interesting things, Alpha, now. What was that Zagato project they did uh, earlier in the year? They got, those got delivered. They looked amazing. So if that's what Alpha are going to do now, just build beautiful cars... Cool, like, I'm all here for it. They've always made beautiful cars. cars. Always made beautiful cars. Never, never worked. <laughs> um, and we'll never see any of these because, you know, 33 of them. Uh, the collection that is that one's going into, we might see it. But I don't know. Yeah. I sort of applaud it. And then I'm also like, eh, none of us are getting it. It's probably two and a half mil. And well, your mate's getting one. Yeah, but I, you know. I mean, you've got some rich mates. I do. <laughs> Unfortunately, they won't give me any money. No. Um, thank you for the question, though. Uh, there was a hand up somewhere just behind. Oh, just next door, firstly. Uh, talking about track days, best track you've ever been on um, and also best track to build confidence if you're just starting. 
Oh, I think Brands Hatch is a pretty good starter pack. Are you joking? Really? No. Why not? Just because that's sweeping first corner. Well, it depends. You've got the Indy and the GP. But the Indy? Yeah, I, no, I wouldn't say Brands Hatch because you'd be in the litter. I, not yeah, if you're a pro. I, 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 would, I would go films. big track somewhere like Silverstone because you can't hit anything. There's only two walls you can hit on the main straight and that does happen, by the way. People fire it into the wall. I don't know how they do it, but they do. Mm. Um, but there's loads and loads of runoff at Silverstone. Like, you almost can't get it wrong. Or somewhere like Bedford Aerodrome, where you can't <laughs> hit nothing. You can just scroll off into the grass. Um, best tracks, Silverstone is good. If you've got a fast car, if you've got a slow car, it's no so good. So a few people calling tracks out? Go on. Cadwell Park? Yeah, it's like a bike track though, Cadwell. But yeah, it's good technical, like it's a bit like Knock Hill, it's technical track. Brands at GP is very good. Snetterton's very good track, technical track. But if you want somewhere where you're not going to hit nothing, Bedford or Silverstone. I, I totally defer to Tony. My, my track experience is, is limited. And, like your uh, driving. I like my driving. Um, uh, and I'm only going to be a dick and go like, oh, there's an amazing track in Japan. Uh, so let's, let's move oh, on. Or go to the Nürburgring. <laughs> no, don't, don't. I mean, it's a good day out, but don't. Having said that, Joe, I can see you at the back air smirking. We won't mention the fact that you wrote off your girlfriend's car, but um, uh, we went to the Nürburgring and he'd, uh, he'd not do it. And he went down to about 10 laps flat out. So I guess you can go and have... Big balls like Joe and um, not right off your car and get around the car. Um, uh, next question. Someone again just behind you. Yeah, we'll pass the mic back there. What do you think is the most fun to drive car you can have for about £15,000? Oh, I'm going to say something that no one's going to agree with. Abarth. <laughs> I, you know, everyone's going to go, oh, that's crap. But the 595 Competizione, which I guess maybe is like 18. I don't know if you can get them for 15. But they are hilarious fun in this country because they are just go-karts. You sit in a really weird position. You can throw them everywhere and just get torque steer out of every corner. But it's, it's a ton of fun. Uh, I guess MX-5. That's what I was going to say. Um, of that ilk. Um, sports car. Yeah. So MX-5. I'd say yeah. MX-5, yeah. yeah. MX-5, but... GT86, yeah, it's a good shout. Um, Honda S2000. 987S. 987S. Oh, yes. Okay, so yeah, Boxster Vibes. Uh, can you get Caymans for that money? Probably just. A, just. Yeah. Bit of a doggy one, though. Yeah. I think you've probably got quite a few options, but I'm the weirdo who'd say Abarth. <laughs> and then I like that. Boy, they don't make it into a Postire. Or Fie um, Fiesta ST, if you're going hot hats, that's mm -hmm. another good little car. What, what? Polo or golfs, can you get that kind of money? Polo GTI for that money. Yeah. 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 yeah so. You can get you can get an old. I think you, I think you're a bit spoiled. I actually yeah. think it would be tough to you gotta work out how sporty, how like do you want a hatchback? Do you want something with rear yeah. drive? Like what's your kind of criteria? But it's probably quite a nice amount of money to have, mm. weirdly. Uh, next up, uh, just to the side of you there. Um, Sam, this is a question for you. Um, you rightly said you don't talk about Teslas. Is there a specific reason you don't talk about them? I mean, your last video was about six years ago. Yeah, I, and you know what? <laughs> a really lovely lady from Tesla reached out, sent, sent an email and said, hi, you know, we'd love to get you in a car. And I just went back and said, you're so, you sound really nice, but I'm just going to be really horrible about your products. <laughs> and so I'll tell you why. I don't feel like, and this is not a personal attack on you, Tesla owners... Own Tesla. Uh, us, like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I get that people use Teslas and own Teslas and whatever, but I think a Tesla owner, you're buying a car for a very different reason that most of us want to buy a car. We all have to 
make sacrifices, right? We all have to have family cars. We have to have SUVs and things like that. But there's something about Tesla which just, I don't gel with their identity. I think every Tesla I've gotten has felt like it's going to fall apart any second. Um, it's true. I, I, I have. Uh, that Model X we drove six years ago was fun in a gimmicky kind of way. But if I'm spending what at that point was 100 grand for Model X, there's a thousand combustion engine German cars I would choose instead. I just, I'm just really like, having said that, I saw the new Model 3 release and I was like, oh, this looks lovely. So maybe I need to give them another go. Maybe I need to get them. We got in a Tesla Uber in Portugal with my family. My dad was like, this is amazing. I was like, Sums That's because it I drives mean, by itself. But literally, I mean, that's yeah. the whole point. This is the guy who park his Range Rover across three petrol bays at a petrol station and walk in and get a dairy milk bar and then not even fill up. So, you know, he's not us. Um, so that, that's probably why. It's maybe a little bit aggressive, but I, I, just, I just struggle a bit. Basically, what you're saying is if you've got a Tesla, you need to keep your head wobble. Yeah, but, you know, I do meet loads of people who do love their cars and are into the cars who also use a Tesla or run it. And I think it's a... It's a cult. You know, if you go Tesla, you seem to just love Tesla. You know, like, you know, they're the best. What about Tim from Magnitude? Oh, my God, the amount of conversation we have with Tim Mag- Magnitude. who had a Model X for 58 years now. He used to like, come down to London on the train. No, no, no. He used to go and he'd be like, oh, yeah, I just pulled over for two hours and charged. And we're like, you are nutter. Yeah, two um, hours. But uh, anyway, so, no, that, that, that's why I've had a bit of an issue. Uh, next question. Uh, just behind you there, a couple of rows back. <laughs> Uh, if you could, which race car would you buy? Michael Schumacher Formula One car from any area from 1998 to 2006. Someone's asked you that before. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> been out. No, but like, what other race car are you going to buy? Like, well, if I you're not going to buy a Formula One car, and if you're going to buy a Formula One car, why not buy a Schumacher Formula One car? I'm going to buy a GT3 Cup car because I'll be the fastest man at Silverstone. Well, that's true. I'll be faster than you in my F1 car. You wouldn't be, because you couldn't <laughs> drive it. Um, I, would, I would go like a, a Le Mans car, personally. Modern or classic? Or? No, something a bit, if there's something like to look at, uh, I'd go like a... Because, again, like, you're not going to drive an, F, an old F1 car. Yeah, and cause a client to. Do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd go a Le Mans car. Okay, yeah, you yeah. just don't know which one. No, <laughs> just a nice one, that doesn't mean. <laughs> what race? I've got a Which one? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no idea. It's it's worth a few quid. Yeah, that does. Oh, I'll find you that the won worst Le Mans car ever. I'm going to find you the one that just did one lap. It was ugly. I'm just going to find you the worst Le Mans car. And they go, there you go. You could probably buy a Le Mans car for not that much money. Yeah, that'd do me. All right. Oh, there's your answer. A uh, couple more questions, then we're going to wrap things up just to the side of you there. It's so a bit of a meaty question, and maybe I'm asking the wrong people. But <laughs> you will be. Is it about Tesla's? <laughs> <laughs> no, the Porsche buying experience. Do you think it's broken? Terrible. Do you think they're going to have problems in the future, particularly now that Taycan is kind of the future for Porsche? Um, and do you think it's a UK issue? Because I'm just going to repeat the question because something's going on with the mic at the moment. But yeah, essentially... Is the Porsche buying experience broken and is it kind of doomed um, moving forward? Uh, And is it a UK problem? I think we know it's not a UK problem because I think we hear worldwide of people having the same frustrations people are having here. I'll let Tony rant for a moment and then I'll come back with my feelings on the experience because you were kind of ranting before we started today downstairs. I I think it's broken for sure. They won't fix it because they won't need to because they've got a conveyor belt of people lining up for them. So who cares? Doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's always someone that will buy it. 
The right people are buying them, though. That's part of the problem. Who isn't cares? It? Is they it don't the right care. people buying They don't cars? care. Who cares about who's in the car? They've sold the car. Um, Europe is less of a problem, by the way, because um, they make more of them. Well, but did you Europe. also hear of the new criteria that they imposed in Europe? Yeah, but in Europe, I think it's not anywhere near like it is in the UK, unless it's changed like imminently over the last few months. I mean... Well, when my car broke, and I'll call this out because well, I don't care, um, the centre told me that in Europe to buy a GT product car, so like a 4RS, you have to buy a, like a Cayenne or a 100 grand equivalent vehicle to get the 4RS mm. to basically diminish any flipping. So long story short is... Buy it together. So yeah, you, you have to buy them at the same time. And if you're not willing to buy the Cayenne, well, sorry, so you don't get the 4RS slot. But that way, if you're getting the GT4RS and you're going to flip it for 100 grand over, well, you've had to spend the 100 grand on a Cayenne that yeah. you're stuck with anyway. So um, it, it, it's... I, think it, I do think it is worldwide. I, I think maybe some markets are better or worse, but you, you do hear it all, yeah, yeah. all over. And yeah, they might make more cars, but they're inherently more expensive in Europe as well. Yeah. I've had a similar answer in the UK about GT3. So I'm okay. on my second brand new GT4 now, my yeah. third Porsche. And my upgrade options are a Macan or a KN. Interesting. I can't get a GT3. Interesting. But this is the thing, right? So my whole thing is, I, I don't think it's broken. I, I think there's a lot of negativity around it because people feel hurt they can't buy the cars they want to buy. And apart from Lamborghini and McLaren, where you can walk in and pretty much buy anything, Ferrari run the similar world. And also, like, other manufacturers control their products in a slightly different way, I, I believe. The thing where I think Porsche might get it wrong is it feels like a lot of salesmen uh, promise the world that they can't deliver. So there seems to be, like, from what I've heard or what I've experienced, you go into Ferrari... Hi, I'd like to buy a 296 GTB or an SF90. They go, no problem. Um, that's going to be a four-year wait. And you go, four-year wait? What? He goes, well, if you do add a load of carbon and do a bespoke color, well, you might have to make that a two-year wait. They go, no way. There's not any way I can increase that. Well, if you buy that Lusso there, actually, we've got a cancelled order coming. You can keep the Lusso until the cancelled order. And there seems to be a... But if you follow that criteria, it does seem like Ferrari deliver. If they set out a criteria, you do it, you get it. Yeah. From, from what I've understood with... The bad experiences people have had with Porsche, and I've been very spoiled, very lucky to never have this. Obviously, I begged for a GT3 forever and was told no, 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 and then eventually a slot became available, is that some salesmen or dealers will say, can't get you a GT3. But if you buy that Macan or Cayenne next time round, it will put you in a very good light for that next allocation. They know fully well they're not giving you that GT3 allocation, but they've made you think, okay, I bought the Macan, I'm on the ladder, I'll get that next GT3. But if you're a GT4 owner... You want a sports car, you don't want a McCann. Fair enough, but they, they supposedly don't have enough slots. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're told by, correct me if I'm wrong here, Tony, Porsche tell them, we're going to give you 35 GT3s. And they've got 100 customers asking for GT3s. Mm. Surely it's kind of up to them. But the problem where I think they get it wrong is they should say, look, I'm sorry, there's absolutely no chance you're getting a GT3. This is not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. It like would that, be better to set that expectation... That's where I think personally, from what I've heard, that's where they're getting it wrong. Don't offer something you know you're never going to be able to deliver. But there are people having far worse experiences. You hate the flipping. You hate the resale of cars that you tell people they can't have and all that crap. Yeah, that's the bit I don't like. I don't mind the flipping bit. I mean, it's part of my job. I don't, that's the bit I don't... I can't not like that bit because I do it as a job. The bit that I don't like is that Porsche dealers, currently as we speak today have got brand new GT3 RSs up for sale mm -hmm. at more than double what they were list. 
but but the delivery mileage cars. delivery mileage cars yeah. that actually the um, when a customer takes one you're not allowed to sell it but it's all right for them to sell one that's the bit I don't like. That's but, not fair. But, but, but so, what is that car? Is that they've said to the customer, "Here's your car," and he's gone, "I just don't want it." They go, "Well, we'll sell it for you, sell or return or whatever." Or they've bought it back off him, or it's a cancelled order. Like, how have they got that car? But, yeah, uh, that, that, that they've that they've get, yeah. they've either given it to a customer knowing he's not going to. Re- I've got a very good friend of mine. He's got a bad back. He's bought a lot of Porsches, to be fair. He's got a bad back. He didn't want a free RS, but they've given it to him anyway because they know they're going to have it straight back, and then they're going to sell it at two hundred grand over this. That's not fair, because the, the man that, what you're describing, you're being asked to buy three or four different cars, and maybe we'll give you something, and he doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. But then they're giving it to someone that <coughs> actually don't want it just because they're profiting, which, which is business. It's that's, business, though, that, right? Correct, that's business. We're butthurt because we're not getting the cars it, we want. It is, it is what it is. But do you know what? If you want some real consumer advice... Don't play the game. Just buy the car you want. Let them come off a bit, because they all do come off all the time, all of them. Our cars have come off. Historically, they come off. Let them come off. Let, let these people play... Let the bubble play burst, them. essentially. Let the bubble burst. Let these people play the game and pay hundreds of thousands of pounds for cars they don't want. Just go out and buy the car you want. You'll, you'll end up saving so much more money. It's what I do now, and I do it as a job. Don't play the game. Yeah, it, it is a mess. You're not, you're not wrong, and people are complaining, but, but I do think it's a mess... For those of us that want a car and we can't get it, that you know, if you but just you can if, have it. If, you, if you just want a Macan S, Porsche are probably great. You probably have a wonderful experience. Uh, final question: You've had your hand up in the air for so long. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so, that's what I mean. I think if, I think if you go in and say I want to order Panamera, they're probably lovely to you. You probably have a great time. I think the people who are complaining are those of us that want GT4s, GT3s, RS products, and Porsche just simply don't get enough allocation for them. The, the amount of us that want those cars, they're just not giving them right, and they should be upfront and honest about that. And also, they're sitting there, and we all know that the 10 cars they are getting, they're giving to customers who are going to give them back to them, or like they're going to keep playing. So that's the way it's annoying. So we're, you know, for the 18 months or two years that I didn't have a GT3 and was asking for one, and seeing all these ones, I was, of course, also like pissed off and going like, come on, come on. But it's not, you know, we don't, we can't demand that someone change something. So we'll see, but I don't think they're going to change it. So one more question, because it was, it was going to be right at the back there. We'll finish up with the, the man at the back with his hand in the air. If you make sure to hold the silver part of the shaft, that should help with the... F- F1 question. Oh, yes, F1 question. Come on, then. With Red Bull's dominance at the moment and Lewis signing a new two-year contract... Do you think there's any opportunity of him winning that eighth slash ninth world championship before his contract expires? I don't, I don't think he'll retire till he wins number eight. I don't, I don't think he's even going to retire in two years. I think he's going to carry on. Unless he wins number eight. If he wins number eight, as the little knowledge that I have, I, I don't think we're going to see anyone but Red Bull winning. It's their, it's their time. It's their dominant time. That car's so fast. If you look at all the historical trends, right, the performance, the dominance trends, it tends to be that a major rule change is what breaks that domination. And that's 2026, right? So it's hard to imagine with the level of domination Red Bull have got, even Aston Martin made this huge gain this year, sure, but that a team could get that competitive with Red Bull until probably 2025, that last year, because usually in these 
eras of dominance by the final year before the rule changes everyone catches up and that's where you see like 2021 Red Bull and Mercedes finally having this title tussle where it taken five years of Mercedes dominance before any team could really really rival them so 2025 we've got a chance if Mercedes like figure their shit out uh, potentially maybe that's what Lewis is thinking I've got another 18 months to figure this out so for 2025 final last hurrah and then I'm out but I think Tony's kind of right if through 2025, Mercedes is like, Lewis, 2026, look at the stats on our computers. And he thinks there's half a chance of their new era being quick. He'll stick around for one more year as a plus one. But it, it depends because it's so hard to know what's ahead. If, he has a, if they're even slower next year, what if they're the sixth fastest team and he's struggling to get into top 10? Do you think he'll turn into another Alonso or do you think he'll cut before that point? I think Tony's right. I think he'll... I think he's too competitive. And you've seen it now, right? I don't know how many people in this room follow the F1 closely, but he's there slating off Max's teammates, you know, claiming that, you know, he's had stronger teammates because he's so in the fight. He just, he just wants to chip away at everything. And Alonso is similar. I don't think Lewis is going to be like... I think he's, he, he feels confident enough that he's got the speed, the ability to beat Max. He just feels like the car's not there. So how long will he wait for the car to get right? two, three years, probably. But if he's got a sniff of being able to do it, I think he'll stick around. Yeah. Um, and this year he's been pretty good, I think. So who knows? But we all know that Max is going to win today. So <laughs> I don't know why we're rushing back to watch that. Uh, but I think we'll finish things there. So thank you so much to all of you that have asked questions. Thank you all for coming along to our first live event of the year. It's been amazing. I'm sorry for uh, anyone that Tony has offended. It's probably half the room. No, I haven't uh, offended anyone, have I? Not, not today, not this time. You've offended me a couple of times. Um, but we hopefully will see some of you back at future events. and say we'll be doing lots more uh, next year because we do miss doing these. Uh, if you want to come to any of other events, I think they're actually all sold out apart from a couple in Australia. Uh, we'll wrap things up. Subscribe now. If you've been watching us here on YouTube, turn on notifications. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please continue to do so. You can follow Tony at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass. This has been Podium Place, and we'll be back with you for another episode next week. Thank you so much, everybody. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.